Welcome to It's Jessica, Not Jennifer, the podcast. Together, let's learn about the strengths we didn't know we had and deal with the fears we didn't know existed. And now here's your host, Jessica. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of It's Jessica, Not Jennifer. I have my husband with me today and our friend Rudy. He's back. Yeah, I'm back. (laughs) Should we do the... the... (laughs) Welcome back, Rudy. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. So I'm going to say something because I think uh, for sure I'm going to blurt it out later, but uh, we recorded this already. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And uh, I screwed up. I don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and is your mic plugged in? I yeah. think so. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what I did, but it's gone. So yeah. here we it's are right. again. It's a, it's a learning experience. Yeah. This is how we learn. I just, like I told you, though, yeah. I don't know why it always happens to me and it doesn't happen to him. <laughs> I know. I don't <laughs> so know. my husband has a podcast, too, and uh, all the, the mistakes the have been on mine. Oh, what's the name of the podcast? What's the name of your podcast, babe? It's a uh, Tall Boy Sunday. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. At uh, gmail.com. Nice. Yeah. And they can hear you on Spotify and all that stuff? Uh, Spotify, YouTube. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think Apple, but I'm not sure. Uh, no, I don't think you're on Apple. No, you no. need to set up your... Yeah, uh, yeah I got to set it up. But, uh, yeah. I'll get to it. And you know, we were talking off fair a bit. Um, they, like, did they make you, when, when you were in school, like, just look at the corner when you were being bad? It, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, like, for me, it was, it was super normal. Like, when I told Jessica about it... Uh, she said no. I thought, yeah, I was like, no. I was like, no, that, that's punishment. <laughs> <laughs> that's cruel. Yeah, and I, I was like, that. I don't know. I yeah, that. I don't remember, but I was pretty good mm-hmm. in school. Like, I, I was always following the rules, and yeah, yeah, I was a little nerd, so I don't remember getting in trouble. No, I was a troublemaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a class clown. <laughs> yeah. So. You just get caught, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, each one of you go to the corner. Yeah. And just stare at the corner for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So how was your day? It was pretty good, man. We were talking about it right now, and uh, it, was, it was a short day. Um, I got home like around what three, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I didn't even notice that. I had uh, I had I had laid down, and then I just knocked out. Mm-hmm. It was like three, and then I didn't wake up to like four thirty. Yeah, it was one of those good naps where you wake up <laughs> in a different world. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I've had those where I'm like, what time is it? Yeah, because yeah. mo- most times. Like I get real anxious. Like, like I gotta be up at a certain time, mm-hmm. so I'll end up just laying there, thinking about like, oh, I gotta be up at a certain time. Yeah. So I don't, I don't actually sleep. But today, mm-hmm. I tossed my phone on the other side of the bed, and you know, yeah, just passed out. Those are the best naps. Those are yeah, the yeah, best yeah. naps. How was your day? It was good. I actually went to work today, and uh, oh, I know I saw your your videos. Yeah. yeah, it was good to be like actually working, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Were well, you doing that for like? Somebody that you knew, or yeah, or? for a contractor friend. Oh, yeah. okay. He's, he's got his own little business, so I just help him out um, for the meantime. Because you know, like I've told you on the last podcast, I left my job, you mm-hmm. know, so my wife and I can focus on our business. Mm-hmm. But excuse me, um, yeah, I'll pick up work every now and then just to like you know get extra cash. Mm-hmm. I mean, it helps out. Yeah, you know, I yeah, mean, I, I don't want to go back. I mean, I do want to work with my business, mm-hmm. but I do not want to go back for like time because yeah. i feel like if i do that it's going to take away from the goal that i my wife and i wanted to do which was you know mm-hmm. start up our own business and be successful mm-hmm. yeah so i've been blessed enough to find a guy that can use me like two or three days a week 
Right, where where he's not depending on you, and you're not depending on him. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, what's the great. name of uh, your your business or your uh, you and your wife's business? So we have two. I mean, I guess it's like all in one, but it's mm-hmm. a, a photo booth business, which is Propzilla Photo Booth, mm-hmm. and then we do the photography, which is Garcia's photography, or mm-hmm. Gar- Garcia's photo. We have used both, and uh, we highly recommend. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you. We <laughs> had them for uh, for our kids' uh, um, birthdays and the baby showers. Yeah, right. Yeah, for the baby showers, not the birthday. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the baby shower was great. Mm. Like I have all the pictures still, and I I like it. I think it's like a more fun way. Yeah. To um to I mean, hold on to those memories. Yeah, yeah. of course. And everybody loves to like get pictures. And yeah. Stuff, you know? So it's a good. Oh, way. and the best part was like they can go away with the picture. Yeah, exactly. That's what I home. love. Yeah. yeah. I feel like even for weddings, it's like the best thing to have because yeah. it's kind of like a gift for your you know the people your that are attending. Yeah, your, your guests there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I um, I love it. I I get all excited when I see a photo booth at like quinceañeras or yeah. or weddings. It's crazy though because they're actually sorry. I mean, those are our dogs. <laughs> um, see what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> We've only been in business for like, I, yeah, this is our third year. Technically two because one year was COVID, so we couldn't really do anything. That's right. So. Yeah, but I mean, like, we're starting to notice that a lot of people are. So when so. when you remember my baby shower? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was your first year. Yes. Because that was the first time I met you, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think my wife did that one. I think I went to your guys' photo shoot. No, no. You were at the baby shower. I don't remember. Yeah. You were at the baby shower. Yeah, you were. uh, You you were helping her. Yeah, set up. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. But anyway. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, But I do do remember that you were there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think she had just started. Yeah, I think we just started that year. Yeah. She, I think she, like, I hadn't seen it before then mm-hmm. on her Instagram or anything. And then mm-hmm. when she posted it, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. You know, because I, mean, I always forget to take pictures. Mm-hmm. So we've been blessed to, like, be booked out and uh, have a lot of business coming in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we also got that new audiobook. I don't know if you guys seen I it. I did. Yeah. That looks cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We just got it. And it's just a phone um, yeah. that you pretty much pick up and you can leave a message for whoever's having the party. Yeah. And then, uh, we send them the files at the end. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, for that, do you guys have to be at the party or no? You uh, just, we just do, drop, it off. drop it off and yeah, set, set it, up. it up. Drop it off and then we'll pick it up at the end of the night. Yeah. What what, what is it? It's an audiobook. Uh-huh. So it's just like a regular phone that has like a you know the dials like R R. It looks like phone. an old school phone. Like an old school phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it looks cool. Yeah. Ah. And then uh, when you pick up the phone, it says <clears> you know please leave us a message or whatever, and then uh, you leave a message and at the end of the day. Um, we get the files and we send them to you. Oh, then that is super like, cool. hey, Michael, yeah, happy yeah, yeah. birthday. Your yeah. party's great. Nah, you nah, suck. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get a bunch of hate. <laughs> yeah. And Michael likes the hate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that that is super cool. I'm glad you guys are doing that. Yeah. I mean, I know you mentioned how like earlier um, you were saying that we recorded this and then you're like, why did my, you know, why did it not record? But I feel like we all learn from that stuff. Yeah. And, like things yeah. like that need to happen. Like even for me, like being in the business, like, with our photography, I remember when we first started, like, our picture quality wasn't all that great. And we're like, oh, fuzzy. Like, yeah. And yeah. we're like, oh, no, it's going to suck. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> but, but we you all start somewhere. That, yeah. Know? It's like, you need to, like, kind of fail to, like, learn from it. And yeah, I know. Yeah, like, it's not going to happen again. Did, did yeah, you guys take classes you. or you guys have just been learning on the fly? Just been learning like that. Uh, my wife's been doing it longer than I have, so I've been learning off of her. So, so is this coming were you, in and out? Uh, just bring it closer. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You hear it, huh? Yeah, going in and out? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, so I've just be- been learning from her. And so then, uh, before her, you you weren't uh, doing um, that. I took photography in like high school, oh, but okay. I never really mm-hmm. pursued it. Pursued it. 
pursued it. Yeah, whatever. Followed it. Pursued it. it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I never really followed it. But I, you know, I did enjoy it. I liked it. And then I met her, and I was like, oh, this is cool because like we can do it together. Yeah. Started learning from her, and then like you know started going on YouTube and just doing my own research and Mm -hmm. just following people. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like um, like she's really good at it, Mm -hmm. and I feel like she blew up too. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't. She doesn't credit herself that much. But no, I, I don't. And I don't she's know an why. She's amazing photographer. She's very humble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my day has been good. Yeah. Thank you guys for asking me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, we actually hung out mm. on Monday, yeah. which was a great time. Yeah. yeah, super great time. Um, I wasn't sure when she texted me like if it was gonna be like a group thing or just mm. us, right? And I think even Michael asked like, "Oh, who's gonna be there?" I said, "I don't know who's mm-hmm. gonna be there." Mm-hmm. I didn't ask, but. It was so fun. Yeah. Like it, it was so much fun. Um, and you had never been there. I had never been there. It's uh, Gayukaku over there in Sherman Oaks. Mm-hmm. I never actually been to a restaurant like that. No? No. Okay, just, so. It was my first time being at a restaurant. Did you like it? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Oh, like man, the whole family style city. Oh, I like, love that. Yeah. For was, me, that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. And what's cool about it is like. <clears throat> we've noticed now that a lot of people always have their phones now, and then I didn't see anybody really out with their no. phone. No. Did I'm you like, see, like, I, I did you look around, like, the crowd? I actually didn't. I was just Okay, so I, I, I said it to the girl. No, I think I said it to Kristen. I was like, do you look around? Like, it's all people our age that look just like us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there was bizarros of us yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. Did you see? I didn't. I oh, gosh. I'm the yeah. only one then. <laughs> you were just people watching? Yeah. Like, the waiter kind of looked like me. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? He was we the only like one that, like, like, was kind of... The, the bald guy. Oh, okay. the yeah, but you're guy. not bald, though. Yeah, I know. No, he doesn't look like... And you're not... You did not look like him. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was a fun time. It was. It was. Really cool. it was. I'm ready for food buds. You oh, know? yeah. That's, I, want, that's right. I want more of those outings. <laughs> yeah. You should do a podcast on that one. I know. Invite all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask them so many more questions. Yeah. Because of like where they're from and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. You should bring them on. Yeah. I think they'd be very interesting. Right? Yeah, yeah I think they would too. Nope. Hold on, guys. Yeah. I'm just going to pause this. They're so excited. Should we just let them out? Yeah. Our dogs are in here, guys. Is that a new feature you got? (laughs) No, well, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had stuff like that. Like, for life. Yeah, Yeah. like, follow me around (laughs) whenever something happens. You just play that automatically. I was telling my friend, like, I need a soundboard for my life. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now down to the deed. So, your episode was very popular, mm-hmm. oh, which thank you everyone for listening. Yes. Oh, nice. I think people are, are interested in oh. real stories. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister-in-law was saying, she's like, I like the episode where, um, not that there necessarily is a happy ending, but that like you've been through it, mm-hmm. because we all go through stuff, right? But that you've been through something, um, and that it's made you like, a better person mm. um and there's still work to be done yeah like we're always working on ourselves right mm. um but but obviously you you've realized that you're a better person yeah. for making a change yeah right um so yeah it was a very popular episode um we like 
talking to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, we like hanging out with you guys, and so we wanted to bring you on for a second one. And you felt like, okay, I, there's more that I can yeah share. I mean, right? I just feel like a lot of people don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. And if I can help in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll let that message go out and tell people. And maybe there's a lot of people out there because I, even for me, like, I didn't know how to get help. I felt like it was a sign of weakness, you know, mm-hmm. to ask for help. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that might feel that same feeling or because, <clears throat> you know, the word alcoholic or addict is kind of frowned upon and people feel like you're just a loser or a bum or like a piece of shit. Like, no, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's much that like uh, before, nah, not not saying like uh, mm-hmm. after I met you, but like I, I've known for a little bit. But, like, definitely when I was younger, I thought, like, oh, can he just help it, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, this guy's got no self-control, you mm-hmm. know? It's got that kind of stigma. Yeah. I mean, I hear a lot of people even tell me that. <laughs> like, why like just why couldn't you just stop? And it's, like, yeah. there's not an understanding of that insanity of, like, what we go through in our head and the battle in our head. And I feel like a lot of people don't, you know, get that. Yeah, they don't understand it. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I said what, like, what I said about, you know, like, it's kind of frowned upon because I felt like, for me... Um, the word alcoholic was really bad. Like it was the way I saw it was an alcoholic was a bum, a person with a paper bag and living under the bridge. I mm-hmm. never really thought that there was like different forms of alcoholism. Right, right. Until, that you could be like kind of functioning, but <clears throat> yeah, but still have a, a, a problem. big problem. Yeah. yeah, or you can be that guy that doesn't drink every day, but drinks to passes out when they drink. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. and that's another form of alcoholism. It is. Yep. So it is. Um, yeah, there. I think that there's many forms of of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think it's just human. Like we don't want to admit that we have a problem. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes with like a little bit of pride. Yeah. And then two, it it is the way that we're made to, that, that we're made, um, like that they're, that they make us feel Yeah. like our, just like culture, society, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I think too, not only that. Like, I like that you're sharing your story and you're you're saying, like, okay, you admitted that you had this problem and mm-hmm. you got help. Um, I think it's harder for a man yeah. to get help than it is for a woman. Mm. Um, and I say that because, like, men are supposed to be strong. Mm-hmm. Like, what? A problem? You're not, yeah. you know? That's just, just what we just, do. Yeah, exactly. Um, or, or as men, shows, I'm saying. Yeah, or it shows, like, you're weak, you know? like you or, or, no Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so um, it's not that you're weak. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I'm glad that you're sharing it because yeah. I think it's, um, I mean, I, I know that women have mm-hmm. their own, their other issues, but I think it's sometimes it's a little bit harder for men yeah. to admit that Yeah, especially that I need help. like when people are like, when men are depressed or whatever, like they don't like talking about it. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I can say like I have a little bit of depression. Like I deal with that. You know, I even tell my wife there's times where I'm just like I wake up and it's just like I feel like shit. And I know it's my addiction trying to take me out or trying to tell me like these negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I've learned now like to like speak up about it. Like I call my sponsor. I talk to my wife about it. And they understand. Yes. You know, because they go through that, too. And it's just like, but if I would tell like another person, they wouldn't get it. No. You know. And I I really think because Mike and I were talking about it. Like, I think we all have it. Mm -hmm. But um we all, but everyone has like a different level of it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and also, it maybe the level doesn't matter, but um, how we handle it mm-hmm. is what matters, and that's where, like, you're able to process it now a different way than yeah. maybe you were before. Yeah. And that's why you came to that mm-hmm. to that issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. 
I mean, it, it's it's pretty bad. Like, there's a lot of people out there that are finding a lot of demons. And, like, I remember depression had me really bad to a point where I didn't even want to live anymore. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I'm... I don't really like talking about it a lot, but I mean, I try to like pretty much like take my own life before in 2012 mm-hmm. um, because I got into that point where like the depression and the alcoholism, but I didn't even really know what it was. Right. I just didn't want to live. I was in a very low point in my life that I didn't want to live anymore. You know? Yeah. And it, it, it sucks because it does take you there sometimes. It does. It does. Um, <clears throat> I think like I've had points of my life where I've been really sad mm-hmm. um, in high school. I felt yeah. There was a point, you know, a brief point where I, I was very depressed. Uh, I think it's normal, though, at that time because you're yeah. going through so many changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like with my mom, you know, that, yeah. that had me really like um, just being really happy about the fact that I have a really good support system. Mm. Because if I didn't, like if yeah. I was alone and I lost my mom, yeah, I, you know, I don't know what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, like alcoholism or even addiction, just it it takes you to the loneliest spot. Like everybody thinks that like, you know, like alcohol or whatever is going to solve your problems, but it doesn't. It just makes things worse. And it's actually a depressant. Yeah. So it makes you, you know, like you feel <laughs> yeah. like it's funny because people are like, oh, I just lost my job or someone just broke up. I'm going to go get drunk. Yeah. And it's I know. Like, it's totally the complete opposite, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. <depressant. clears throat> I've told Michael that that one time I was going through something and I thought I'm gonna get drunk so I can mm-hmm. feel better. Yeah, oh, no, I felt worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I felt worse. Yeah. Um, so I think we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, and and, and uh, I think the top two killers in America, like drug wise or substance wise, number one is actually sugar, and mm-hmm. uh, two is alcohol. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. and both legal. Yeah. Yeah, both very legal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, it's a very right? Legal drug. Yep. Yeah. Drugs yeah, sugar gets me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so like, bad because sugar's in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's sugar and alcohol. Yeah. There's a shit ton of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Except for uh, <laughs> Jack Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it, yes, it does. Yeah, there is a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Anytime you have that caramelized, uh, like. Um, um, yeah, I'm telling you, sugar gets me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sugar's bad. Uh, but we're trying. Yeah. It, it's actually in spaghetti sauce, too. It's in. It's in everything. Yeah. Are you guys trying to cut it out? Or. Um, we're trying to make better choices. Like, Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're trying to stay on track with making food at home. Yeah. Like take up been our our big thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Believe it or not, like, believe it or not, we like food. (laughs) I know we don't look it, but, um, my fortune, (laughs) (laughs) but we do enjoy like eating out, which is the worst thing you could do. Right. Yeah. It just sucks that they make it so convenient. It um, is so convenient. Everybody has such a busy life that it's yeah. Been, I mean, I'm guilty you know, it, of it too. It's not even so much like like we don't really like McDonald's or or Jack. I I, I hate Jack and Box actually. Yeah, it's mm. not even fast food. It's not mm. even that. Like I like pad thai. Oh, or I guess yeah. it is like fast food, but yeah. But like a yeah, a little bit healthier, I guess in a way. <laughs> yeah, sort of sure. Healthier. Air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's mostly uh, like comfort food because there's a place yeah. like. Uh, Around the corner called Hungry Fox. We like that place a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Thai food is my favorite. Uh, In and Out is literally around the corner from the house. Yeah. Or like sushi. We oh, like go. Man. You know, it's just eating out mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's not like McDonald's or anything like that. Yeah. But it, to me, it's still mm-hmm. food from mm-hmm. outside. For one, it's not the greatest for for us health wise, mm-hmm. and two, it's not the greatest for our pockets. Yeah, yeah, I think it adds up quick. Yes. So we've been making food at home. 
This is gonna be our third week. Nice. Yeah. And we've been doing. Oh, oh yeah, right. here, Where's let that? me, um, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, I was just telling Michael, and I and I always tell him that not only does it make me feel good, mm-hmm. like health-wise, yeah. like like I wake up feeling better, mm-hmm. um, but it's also very rewarding that like we're sharing family time and, yeah. and that it's food that I made mm-hmm. that they like. Yeah. And it's like, it'll be the easiest things, but it just feels so much better that I'm making it at home. Yeah. That we know what we're putting into it. And you know what? Um, just getting back to the the substance abuse and all that. Mm-hmm. Did you ever listen to uh, Love Line on K Rock? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That, that's how when when I went over the road uh, in 2011. Mm-hmm. That that's how I started finding out. I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. I never seen it that way. You know? Yeah. I always had my um, one of the guys from that show misconceptions is uh, sober. Um, <coughs> Psycho Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psycho he's, Mike he's is sick. Sober. I think he got think uh, over twenty years or twenty years or yeah. close to twenty years or something. Like that. Yeah, he went yeah. sober when he was like 25, 26 Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a podcast too. He's pretty cool. Like, he yeah. has a great voice. Yeah, he's got a great voice and uh, like he's really into fitness and all that. Like mm-hmm. uh, he's great. Yeah. yeah, and he's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm not What's sure. What's his what um his other Rudy? Yeah, yeah, yeah Rudy Snells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, have you heard that? Yeah. Or like, have you seen that no, story? I've actually got a cameo or whatever it's called. Oh, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah he's I didn't big. know he was on there. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm gonna look him up. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> I got, last year for Valentine's Day, I got Jessica a cameo from uh, what, what's the lady's name? Miss Juicy. Miss Juicy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll show you oh, after. Okay. This. <laughs> yeah, it's this I lady, think, she's really funny. Yeah, I think nice. I was so funny. But yeah, like I. Um, I, I would listen to them a lot, a lot, like almost every night. Mm-hmm. And then they broadcast all over the country. Yeah. And even if they didn't, like I can just download them. It's when um, podcasts first started coming out. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You just download it onto my phone. But a day late, but I can download it. Yeah, you can. But he, he told this story that I thought it was so crazy. I was like, oh, man, I, I thought like my benders were bad, you know, mm-hmm. bad at the time. He said that he was in France, right? I don't know if you've heard, heard the story. No, I haven't. All right, so he was in France, right? He had just landed. And he had dreams of being a rock star, and he was going to meet with some band or whatever. And uh, he ends up going out with some guys he had met in the hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. And then he has his luggage with him. And he gets completely drunk and, like, does math and I don't know what, what other drugs he does. And then he wakes up in a random hotel room or, yeah, a hotel room. Like, has no idea where he is. He has no documents on him. And, like, he had, uh, wow. like, had got number two on himself. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, completely blacked out, and does not know French. Yeah, wow, does not know French. So um, he he went down to the lobby, I guess, and he asked the guy like, "Hey, like, do you, do you know where I came from?" Yeah, and I guess that guy helped him out, and he ended up going to his room, and his room, all of his stuff was there. No, really? no, nothing had. He's so lucky. Yeah, yeah, and then he said that that wasn't even rock button for him. Wow, I've ha- I have a story like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. I remember this one time. It was actually it was the the week of uh, my second DUI. Mm-hmm. I went out mm. to work um, in West Covina. Um, How old were you then? Uh, fuck, I don't even know. Like probably twenty seven. Okay. Maybe I don't know. Um, so five years ago. No, twenty nine, twenty eight. Okay. So I remember I went out to uh, West Covina. Um, to go work some, with some plumber guys or whatever. And um, I showed up. I was fine. And at the time, I was already, like, introduced to, like, Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I kind of knew what it was, but I wasn't really, like, ready to get sober. So my initial thought was, like, all right, I'm going to go look for a meeting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't know where I ended up in a liquor store. Oh, and 
That's um, not. That's not. They're, yeah. they're not at the liquor store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I ended up getting like really, really drunk, and then I went back, and um, so I, I got some alcohol, whatever. I just told myself I'm just gonna have a six pack. Show up to the to the hotel room, and then the guys that were there were like, "Hey, we're gonna go to a bar," and I said, "All right, cool." I got shit face plastered, and then uh, I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. All I know is I woke up the next morning in the hotel, but I was in a maintenance closet. I don't even oh, know wow. how the hell I got in there. Well, it wasn't mm-hmm. even a closet. It wasn't even a closet. It was a room, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like looking around. I see all these tools, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then I see like wood and everything, and I'm like, "What the hell?" And I, I this was me coming too. Like I just woke up, and then I opened the door, and as soon as I opened the door, there's a freaking plywood that like the. The door is boarded, you know. Oh my so god, like, dude! <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's like so, a Dateline episode. Yeah, so I don't even know one. I don't even know how I got in there. Right. I don't even know how I got back from the bar. So it was so an I abandoned probably, hotel. No, it was an actual hotel. So then uh-huh. I saw the phone. So I called the front desk, and they was like, "Where are you calling from?" Like, I don't know. They looked at the room number, and it's like, "There's that room is just a." Oh my god! Room. Stop it! So this like, is a nightmare. Shit. So I closed. The phone. I turned off the. I mean, turned off. I hung up the phone. Mm-hmm. And I break the freaking plywood that's holding the, you know, the, the door. door. Yeah. So I break it open. I get out and I go downstairs and my car was there. All my clothes were in there, like my bags and all that stuff. And the keys in the ignition. And the keys in the ignition. So oh I don't even God. know what happened till this day. I don't even know how I got in there. Oh, my God. So then I was like, I started like feeling the shakes because I at that time I was already like dependent on alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I needed a drink. So I called AAA. They opened up my car and then... Uh, I just started driving, and then uh, I I couldn't control the shake, so I went to go get another bottle of vodka, yeah. and then I'm driving. So I drove home from West Covina, and then that's when I got my second DUI. But even till this day now, like I don't even know how I got how, to the hotel who, room. Yeah, what? who put me in the hotel room? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember the guys that I was with, how I even got into that room, or what happened. So it's was just, it like like those big hotels, or was, yeah, it, it, was it a motel? No, it was oh, a Marriott hotel. Damn. Yeah. And the company paid for me to go out there and work and all that stuff. So oh, you just yeah, I don't even remember. never showed up. I never showed up. What what floor were you on? Do you remember? I don't know, but it was a tall building, so I'm I was pretty up there. Like so, you were up there. Yeah. So I don't even know how I got to the hotel, how I walked in, how I even got up there, or even went to the elevator. Or right, you know? that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I, there was an elevator yeah. in that process. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's people at the front desk, so they saw me. You know, right. So like even I mean, I guess day, you could have asked for like camera footage but i'm guessing <laughs> that you were probably hanging out with some guys yeah you got crazy and they were like screw this guy he's acting crazy yeah. Yeah. put him in there and they put that yeah that's and probably I, what I, happened i don't know yeah but why was that wood up there so or that you to... wouldn't get out oh i guess yeah i, I think know. so so I'm, I'm guessing they helped you Probably. They, they put you in there and they yeah. boarded you up like, right. <laughs> yeah so that you wouldn't get yeah. out but yeah. still scary yeah but what's crazy about that is they didn't stop me from drinking. I still drink. Like, how many more years after that? Probably a good, like, three. Three? Uh, no, wait, hold on. No, 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 no. Maybe, like, another year. Another year? Okay. Yeah. Still. Yeah. And then I got my DUI, and I got into that car accident. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, that car accident was pretty bad. I don't know if I ever told you guys that story. I'm not sure. I don't think so. <clears> you it? did. You mentioned it in the other in oh, the other okay. episode. Yeah, but even then, like with that car accident, like it still didn't stop me from. Yeah, like, that, I that's still what continued. you said. Yeah, that I you still, still kept going. Yeah. And you, have you been able to identify like what was rock bottom? Um, I had multiple ones. Uh, one was when I was like in county, and then like I still had a little bit of like 
they say like reservations where I'm just like I can still like drink. Um, I wanted to test the waters out, and then the sec like the second like actual rock bottom is when my wife caught me. Like I relapsed, I pushed her away, mm-hmm. and then she was pretty much like I I don't know if I can do this, and then it made me realize that like everybody that's like leaving my life or doesn't want to hang out with me or doesn't want to be with me like. It's the, because of alcohol. Yeah, it's because I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not anybody else. It's me. Right, you know? right. And that, like, when she told me that, and, like, I, I don't even remember that night when she caught me. Like, mm-hmm. she showed up to my house, and I was drunk, like, shit-faced. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't even remember, but I remember the next day. And it just seeing, like, her, like, upset and realizing, like, dude, I caused that, you know? like that disappointed. Made, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't the first person I've done that to. You know, I've had multiple exes before that have seen me in my addiction Mm -hmm. um and i didn't care at the time i always blamed it on them yeah and then this time i was like oh shit it's happening again so i'm the problem and that was like initially my rock bottom Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because i think she showed up in your life it is it's only because you're yeah just bring it closer okay (laughs) (laughs) hopefully it doesn't mess up yeah nah you're good okay (laughs) yeah no so i'm glad she came into your life then because um she she made you realize like oh crap I am, I'm going to lose her if I don't get it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she put a camera in your hands and that the, was it. What's that? So she put a camera in your hands. Oh, yeah. And that was it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she showed me a whole new world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but now we actually started doing a lot of cool stuff. And um, I actually started creating a life that I didn't want to throw away anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what really helped me. Yeah. You know? I mean, she's a super cool chick. Yeah. 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 We started going camping. We were going like hiking a lot and we were like deciding to make a lot of trips to go like to go discover like more. plans yeah so Making like plans. it made it it made it worthwhile to like start you know staying sober yeah um <clears throat> yeah it's crazy because like I, what i said in the last podcast it's like i have more fun now like i actually live my life you know now mm-hmm. than when i was drinking i always right. thought before i was having fun and i wasn't i was miserable yeah and how yeah. old is you guys the son now he's three three yeah He's a little miracle. Yeah, right? Him too, right? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how it's like kind of like all around you, mm-hmm. that stuff. But yeah. I mean, I trip out on it and I tell my wife and like I kind of get emotional about it because I'm like, like I wasn't really a believer in like a higher power or God. Mm-hmm. And then like now that I, I have my own definition of what, you know, God is and mm-hmm. my own understanding, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, my God got me sober and help me stay sober to be in this kid's life. I know. It's a trip, right? Yes. You know, because I mean. And I do can, think that. Yeah. I and mean, I, I, be- like can, I believe yeah. that. I think he might be an addict because he was born with, you know, drugs in his system. And um, his mom's a al- uh, drug addict, alcoholic. And, yeah. you know, like, it's just weird that I, I had to go through all that stuff to get sober. And then he puts this kid in my life for me to be there. You know? Yeah. It's a trip. I think that the, the beautiful thing is that, like, you're going to understand mm-hmm. him a little bit, you yeah. know. Um, versus somebody that maybe yeah, would have never no, gone through that's it. That's not going to understand it. Yeah. And then number two, um, I don't know if you remember these commercials that were like the anti-drug. This is my anti-drug. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. he's like your little anti-drug, you know, yeah. because why would you go and do something that you mm-hmm. already don't want to do, right? But like more of a reason now that you have your wife and that you have this little yeah. this little human being that looks up to you, that yeah, loves exactly. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think definitely God put him in your life, yeah. So that you you value your sobriety mm-hmm. more, yeah. And what are the chances that he is uh, uh, does he, that he does have uh, the addiction? 
Um, well, from what I know, that it's hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it runs in his family, and especially with him like going through it, there's maybe I mean I don't know like the scientific terms on it, but mm-hmm. there's a possibility that you know it's a fifty fifty chance. The reason I say that is because um, like my I had, my dad was an alcoholic, and I have mm-hmm. I think I have alcoholism <coughs> because of him, mm-hmm. and I have other members that I I personally think that they're alcoholics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> but my older brother isn't. My younger brother isn't. I'm the only right, one. Right. So there's a possibility that he might not be. But then that's what I'm saying. It's like a 50-50 chance that he can be or he cannot be. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so your, your, your brothers can have uh, like a few drinks and it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like my older brother, he drinks. I don't know if he, I don't know if he still drinks now, but he'll have a beer and he can stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could be cool with one and that's it. Yeah. Like even my younger brother, like when I hang out with him, he drinks and he even he asks me all the time. He's like, do you feel weird that I'm drinking for him? I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, you know, I, I was gonna get to that. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna take a little break, yeah. and then because I have, I do have that question, okay. and I know Michael does too. All right, no worries. So we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. So where we left off, um, we drank around you mm-hmm. on Monday. You know what's funny? I yes. kind of noticed that. <laughs> I told I told Kristen about it because I, I know that you guys are wearing an order or anything because I felt like you guys might have felt well, weird about it. It's, so it's I'm sorry. No, yeah. let him finish. And then well, I, and then I, I want to say something. I, I thought it was funny and, uh-huh. um, because I saw that the guy asked you if you guys wanted something to drink and you noticed that I got a water and then you guys are going to get a water. And then yeah. my friends in front of me ordered a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I right know. before he left, I was like, hey, you know what? Let me get a beer too. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> like, he gets to my side. So, yeah. Yeah. So we were like, you know what? It's, I don't know. Like, I don't want to make yeah. you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And geez, I don't care to drink that much. Yeah. Like if it's gonna yeah. uh, trigger you yeah. or like make you uncomfortable. Well, I appreciate that. Then I'm not gonna do it, right? Yeah. Um, but homeboy <laughs> in the front. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, let me get a sake. He ordered sake. He had ordered a beer, and I was like, he's right in front of him. He I shots. guess it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he I know because on the drive Soju. home, on the drive home, I told you guys are talking about it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I think it's funny. Does, does he know? He knows. Yeah. He knows. Okay, yeah. but he doesn't. He, okay. I've told him before. I don't care. Okay. Oh, yeah. But. No. So. Uh, so yeah, we do want to know how you feel. Yeah. You you don't care, but like, does it make you feel weird at all? Um. When I first got sober, yes. Okay. Now it's I'm I don't care about it now. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. notice it though, and this is where my brain goes to. Like mm-hmm. as soon as I walk in, I can notice it. I know where it's at. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. and it's and it's just my addiction trying to like get at me. Yeah. Try to tell me like, hey, this is you know, this, your your addiction is still here. Right. Um, that's that why. Okay. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where like I have to do, you know, my daily things that I do in order for me to stay sober. It's like it's to not. Yeah. Just because I got sober and I got almost four years, like doesn't mean that I have to stop doing what the program told me to do. Right. You're not because, home free. Yeah. Because my addiction is, you know, alive in me mm-hmm. and it can take me out anytime. But the thing is now is that I recognize it. Um, there's moments like even when my depression comes in, like I notice that it's it's telling me like, hey, I want to drink. And then I have to do the steps and I have to do like call my sponsor or talk to somebody or let it out because if I don't and I let it, you know, stay inside, it's going to um, it's going to one day just burst. and then It's going to consume you. Re- yeah. And yeah. Relapse. OK. Now, um, with that answer, mm-hmm. I have another question. Yeah. So do you try to avoid situations where, you know, there's going to be like a lot of alcohol or mm, no, not not anymore. Okay. Um, at, like I said, at first, yes, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't phase me anymore. Okay. Um, like I, I think it's because um, I've done so much stuff 
in sobriety now that I know that that's not what I want to get rid of. Like, I don't want to throw away the life that I have now mm-hmm. Yeah. for a drink. Yeah. I mean, there are times where, like, I do fantasize about it. And I, and, and, I, and I know, like, I recognize it that it's just my addiction that's telling me that I can drink because I'm like, well, maybe if I just had one drink and I just won't overdo it. But then that's when I start recognizing that it's, it's my like addiction. a little demon that's yeah. like, no, you'll be good. Yeah. You got this. Exactly. But you don't, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you recognize that. Yeah. yeah it's um, super powerful. Like, do you know the, the comedian Bobby Lee? Yeah. You know? All right. Yeah. So uh, he had a relapse recently, like in the last oh, couple did he? Weeks. he did. Oh, okay. And he had been sober like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, he was right. sober for a while. A long time. So um, what happened to him was um, uh, he got those CBD oils, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think they, they got him on accident. It's like one to three THC CBD. Mm-hmm. And then I guess just like um, he liked the feeling of it, like yeah. a little numbness. Mm-hmm. So he poured the entire bottle on, on, on his body. Yeah. And then he went to like, um, one to one, you know. Yeah, he got the stronger stuff, and yeah. that's how he was getting high. Then he just like in secret was buying weed, you know, mm-hmm. and then weed led to more alcohol and yeah, whatever. And that's the know? that's the addiction, mm-hmm. you know. It's and like the insanity of it that yeah. people don't understand. Yeah, something yeah. like that small, you know, yeah. could trigger them. Like that's well, why. Yeah, for me, I was. I think that you just shouldn't do anything. Yeah. Right. Like, that's why for me, like I don't even drink those uh those old duels or whatever. Those non-alcoholic mm-hmm. beers, because mm-hmm. I feel like if I if I do, the addiction is gonna be like, well, if you're already drinking like a wannabe beer, might as well just get fucked. Or up. the taste, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. it tastes like I've never tried one, but I would um, it like beer. assume that it I, tastes I've like never, beer. I never tried one either, but yeah, yeah. I'm not like going to. <laughs> did you like beer? I did, um, and then I, I it wasn't getting me fucked up, so then I I switched to the harder stuff, which is yeah. pure alcohol. Yeah. But I mean, like, like I was telling Chris, I'm like, yeah, sometimes I I do miss that, like having a nice cold beer. But the thing for me, it's like I can't just have one one beer. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's I mean, that's what sucks. Yeah. But you're drinking that beer, <laughs> that, that beer. Yeah. That's what I actually drink. Like whenever I have the craving. Oh, I mean, I don't have the craving now, but I just like. And it. I was like, he walked yeah. in with a really big one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I just drink them. I like them. Yeah. But my- sometimes it's funny though, because even like those uh. What do they call the liquid deaths or whatever? Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen them. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Like after a long day of work or whatever, I'll go to the Seven Eleven and I see them and I'll buy like three of them. Yeah. Because like it gives me that satisfaction of like after a long day of but work. You, you like the sparkling one? I like yeah. the flat one better. Really? No, yeah. I like the sparkling one. I got I to gotta have The that. flat one yeah. is really good tasting water though. Really? Yeah. Yes. I've never had it. I just had so, the sparkling So, you one. know, the water tastes different, right? Yeah. But that, that flat one tastes mm-hmm. really good. That's great water. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I do, like okay, to satisfy that little craving or whatever. But, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I wanted to to get into the twelve steps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were we were talking about them, and I think it's interesting um, to have have you break them down, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and actually, before we start the twelve steps, um. I th- I asked you this on the last one, but do you think that transitional living is something that somebody should do when they get sober? What do you mean by that? So transitional living is like the halfway house. Yeah, kind of like a halfway house. Mm, yes, in a way. Um, I've known some people that have gone to like. Are you talking about like rehabs and stuff? So there's rehab, mm-hmm. and then and they like go into living? yeah. Okay. Um, so they're not like. Um, I guess the sober living would be like it's a little less crazy mm-hmm. than rehab, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, sort of. Um, but like you're still doing the stuff. You're being around people that are 
yeah. are supporting you and mm-hmm. know what's going on versus you being thrown out into the world. Yeah, like sober living, um, you, you have a little bit more freedom than what rehab is. Mm-hmm. So you can go to your job and you can come back and you just live there. So you're renting a room in a house with that everybody sober and then there's someone that's working there, mm-hmm. like a manager or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like a landlord manager. Mm-hmm. And um, they pretty much keep up on, check on you, making yeah. sure you're sober and stuff. Yeah. So there's rules that you have to follow. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to do it, um, but if if you feel like that's going to help you in your sobriety, then I, I highly suggest it. Like for mm-hmm. me, I... I've been, like I told you on the other one, I've been in rehab like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And even in being in rehab, it didn't help me. Um, I, it's because I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got sober, um, I went to like meetings every day, like three times a day, even four times a day. So I like, I kind of rehabbed myself in meetings mm-hmm. and I made sure that that was my, my, my life because I wanted to get sober. Yeah. yeah. So the first thing is acknowledging it and mm-hmm. then really wanting it. It yeah. doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. If you don't want it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So, I okay. mean, like, you can go to a halfway house or sober living. It's totally up to you. But there's some people that can't find them or can't afford them. But, right. you know, like I, I feel like meetings are very important when you when you first get sober. Mm-hmm. And how and long are those meetings? I'm sorry? How long are those meetings? Uh, so there's different kinds of meetings. Um, there's some that are, like, an hour, and then the other ones are, like, an hour and a half. Um, the hour and a half ones are when someone comes and speaks. Mm-hmm. So, like, nobody shares. I mean, they share for like the first 15, 20 minutes and then they have a speaker come in and, and talk. Got it. Okay. And are AA meetings free? Yes. So how do they make money? Like how um, do they stay? People donate. Oh, Kind of okay. like what they do at church. Like they pass a basket out. Got it. Yeah. But we also have a lot of people that have created um, like very successful lives. And then they, they're so like happy that yeah, they give back. Yeah. So they, they give back more than what we ask for. Got it. Or or so, like, thankful, I should say. Yeah, like, I I do it sometimes. Um, Like, when, you know, when I get paid and I have extra cash, I'll throw in, like, 40 bucks. Yeah. Like, 60 bucks. Because the way I see it, like, if it wasn't for this program, I wouldn't have the skills or the job or the life that I have. So why not give back? Right. It's mostly to pay for the lights, too, right? Yeah, it pays for the electricity, the coffee, um, pretty much the rent space. Um, There's a lot of AA meetings that rent, like, smaller spaces, like Mm -hmm. auditoriums and stuff like that. So they have to pay the rent Yeah, I mean, I would think it'd be just like church. Yeah. You know, where do you think these people are getting the money from? It's got to pay. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the history of the 12-step program, um, AA, uh, or the 12-step model, started in 1938. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, when founder Bill Wilson wrote, wrote it, wrote like a big book, right? Yeah. So it was him and another guy. Got it. But Bill is like the face of it. And you said something that stuck with me What? that I just want to bring up again. You said that if you meet somebody and you don't want to like out them, Mm -hmm. what do you say? Are you a friend of Bill's? Are you a friend (laughs) of Bill's? Which I thought was really cool because... Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, obviously, like, you're not going to... Yeah, it's... It's anonymous. Yeah. Right? It's for anonymity. Yeah. And so I think that's really cool, too, because um, not everyone wants their business out there. Yeah. Or, like, I don't. maybe I don't want my dad to know. Mm-hmm. Right? I've met people that their families don't even know, and they got, like, over 10 years sober, and they don't know. Yeah. yeah. But or I think ever. that's, like, a different issue. Like, maybe they feel like they'll be judged by their, their family members. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Whatever works, right? um, but whatever works, yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, and and I think it's interesting. I know that you have um, like a different take on it, but it's very much inspired, uh, or it has a lot of Christian inspiration. The Big mm-hmm. Book, right? 
Um, so I want to I want to break down the twelve steps. It's not really religious, but in a way, yes. Yes. So <laughs> the of. first one. It's a spiritual. Spiritual. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I like that word. Okay, so number one is admitting powerlessness over the addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, how hard or easy is that? Um, it's just honestly, it's just being honest with yourself. There's a lot of people that have, you know, a problem in admitting. Mm-hmm. You know, I did. I know a lot of people that in the beginning had a hard time admitting that they were an alcoholic or an addict. And I feel like it's part of that, like, you know, feeling like you're weak if mm-hmm. you admit it. Mm-hmm. That, you know, like you're weak and you're, you're, you're not, you know, powerful. And it's like you can't control it. You can't stop it. And then when people tell you, like, oh, dude, just stop drinking. It's like you can't. Yeah. No. So yeah. it kind of makes you feel like you're weak because of it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. People don't make it in any easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people have a hard time admitting a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then when it comes to addiction, e- even harder. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So number two is believing that a higher power in whatever form that is uh, can help you. Mm-hmm. So I believe in God um, and I'm not religious, but I am very spiritual um, I do think like God helped you, mm-hmm. um, see how valuable your sobriety is to you. Yeah. Um, I think that God put people in your life like Kristen, like August, mm-hmm. um, your, you know, like all the people that in your meetings that may have touched you mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. Omar. Um, Omar, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Omar is yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and I also think people, maybe not so much that like, um, how do I say, like people that are understanding, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's say um, Michael and I, we drink, uh, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to understand your respect, yeah, your situation, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm sure you've met some people that like, they know that you're sober and maybe then now they don't want to be friends with you, yeah, which is really stupid, you know, yeah. but yeah. But in reality, like, like those people, I don't even want them in my life. Right. You know, because right. I've, I've got a different life that I, it, it doesn't align the same with what they see in life than what I see in life. Right. You know, and you know, I like not to compare, but that happens to even when you have kids. Like, yeah. There's friends that we don't we don't talk to anymore yeah. um, because they don't understand that now we have kids. We have other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're you're right. Our life does not align with their. Yeah with how they see things, exactly. you know? Um, so what is it that you, what is your higher power? I know you told us a little bit last time, but mm-hmm. if you could touch on it again. Yeah. I mean, for me, like time, I, I see time as like my higher power in God. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like I learned that through like the experiences that I've gone through as well as like living in the moment, living in the present, like not worrying about yesterday because I worry a lot and I stress a lot about that shit. And I, I'm not, I should practice it more. Um, but I always like stop or I talk to Kristen about it and she's like, dude, just stop, just calm down. Like you're fine. Mm -hmm. But like for me to understand, like, all right, dude, like live at this moment. Like I can't control what happened yesterday. Right. I can't control what was going to happen tomorrow. Um, I can't even control what's going to happen now. Just live in the present moment. Yeah. Like I feel like that's like my God, my higher power. As long as I live in today's like day by day thing, I mean like minute by minute or whatever, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And that's how I feel like that's what, what God is for me. Um, you know, there's some, there's some atheist people that are in AA mm-hmm. and they see different things. They see the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous as like a big, powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it doesn't have to be God. People just say God because it's like an easier form to call it. 
Well, well, yeah, I think it's yeah. just like, yeah. why complicate things? Just yeah, say God exactly. and whatever you but do. But in like religion, they see God as like, you know what they say in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of atheists in AA and they see the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous as their powerful God. Mm-hmm. Because it's a room that they can't, like it's a powerful room. Like when you're in there, like you see, you there's notice, energy. Yeah, there's energy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other people that have different forms. Like there's a guy that says that love is his God because the way he sees it is like he, he, he treats people the way he wants to be treated. And it's like if you love somebody or you care for them, like that's how you want love back, right? So that's right. like a form of God for him. Nice. So, that's yeah. a good way to, to see it too. And he said that they, they, they uh, shut you down if you start preaching, right? Yeah. So like if you like even there's people that mention like Jesus and stuff like that, but they let it like they let it slide. But once they start saying like stuff from the Bible, they're like, yo, this isn't a religious group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you they try not to like they'll they'll say the word God because, like I said, it just makes it easier for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you start talking about like the Bible or like church, they'll, they'll shut you down on that. I nice think because they know. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, it's because it's like everybody has a different a different definition of what their God or higher power is, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, they can, don't, and yeah. they don't want to turn anybody off. Yeah, and that's the thing that stopped me for a long time from going to AA is because when I went, I heard the word God, and like it freaked me out. I was like, dude, this is like a religious cult, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like I really thought that. Yeah. And um, I mean, I yeah. guess in a way, yeah. <laughs> you saw the cooler in the corner. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but I started talking to other people, and like there was this old, like uh, older, well, not older, but like you know, like um, they had many years of sobriety, mm-hmm. and. Um, they told me, it's like, if you don't like the word God, just look at it as good orderly direction. Just take direction from the people that have time and your sponsor or the people that, you know, like give you suggestions on what to do. Mm-hmm. And then good things are going to happen for you. Like there's promises in the in the um, big book, in the big book. And there's promises in the halls. And these promises tell you everything that's going to happen in your life when you take these steps. And on one of them. It's a trip. Like when I started calling my higher power God, is because it says you'll suddenly notice that things are that God are God is doing things for you that you couldn't do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then when I started thinking about that, it's like, dude, my job, my sobriety, the things that I've gotten back, and all that shit. And I was like, dude, it wasn't me. It was like the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it was these steps. And that's when I started feeling a little bit more comfortable of calling calling it God. Yeah, you know? yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Totally went off topic on that. But. Yeah. No, no, you didn't. No, no, no. no. <laughs> No, you didn't. And I want you to know, too, like, um, I know you guys talked about this on the other episode, but you you called it future tripping. Yeah. And, uh, like, you're not alone, dude. I do it all the time. Yeah. Um, And I I don't think that I have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I think about, oh, my gosh, I did this yesterday, or I did Mm -hmm. this when I was 16. Yeah. You know, and I still haven't forgiven myself for certain things. Or am I going to be a good mom? Mm -hmm. Am I going to do, you know, I'm thinking about the future. Yeah, but when you start thinking of stuff like that, it takes away the peace of today. So it's like, so then the way I see it is like, if you just live in today and don't. I have to check myself. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like sometimes I'll do it myself or I start telling him and he's like, hey, chill out, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, you're not alone. I do it too. (laughs) I think a lot of people do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, actually, Michael doesn't do it. Yeah. Uh, like I'm I think really I think good. he does secretly. He just doesn't tell oh, you. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, I, don't know. I I don't know. I admire that he uh, doesn't tell me that. No. <laughs> deciding uh, number three is deciding to turn control over to the higher power. What does that mean? Uh, pretty much saying that you're not in control. That you're gonna pretty much say like, hey, whatever happens today is on your terms, and I'm just gonna do 
you know, whatever you want me to do today is like wake up, go to work, be nice to people, um, give back to others. And as long as you're doing that, that means that you're out of your own way. So like surrendering a little. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, number four, taking a personal inventory. So that step, um, a lot of people have trouble with it. Um, personal inventory is like writing down like, um, you know, the people that have done things wrong to you mm-hmm. or that you hold like grudges against. So it's kind of like a, it's an inventory of like, oh, this person did this to me. This is why I don't like them. Okay. Yeah. And then, then it helps you get like, it, it helps you get by it or get through it. Like if you have past trauma. Yeah. That's uh, what I was going yeah, like to say. Like you'll write, yeah, you'll write that. it down. You'll write it down because a lot of the reasons why people like choose to drugs is to like escape from that trauma mm-hmm. so like you write all that stuff down and then you see like what your part was in it and then um and then on the next step is like talking about it with either your sponsor or somebody that you trust in the program yeah yeah it says admitting to the higher power uh oneself and another person which mm-hmm. i'm guessing is your sponsor yeah um the wrongs that that were done mm-hmm. so not necessarily the wrongs you've done but the wrongs that you wrote on your list yeah. right yeah um okay so then that answers that yeah um so that would be like i guess what you're trying to to get to the root of is did i drink because this happened to me yeah or or do i have this problem because i couldn't yeah deal with that certain situation yeah got it um what do they do what do they tell you to do about that stuff like do you go to therapy or i mean there's people that do Mm-hmm. There's people that just like once they get that off their chest, like they just feel relief because they've been holding it for so long. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it's totally up to the person if they what they want to do with yeah, that. Yeah, got it. I mean, sometimes it doesn't say <coughs> in the big book, but it's um, there's a lot of people that do go to therapy because sometimes they go to they go to AA and therapy because sometimes they feel like AA isn't like um, they can't go there and like spill all their stuff in a room of people because they don't feel comfortable. Right. You know what I mean. Right. So they'll do both. Or it's not all about that one person. Yeah. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. therapy would be like more focused. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Number six is being ready to have the higher power correct any shortcomings in one's character. Um, so like that is, for example, like if you go to the store today and you're like somebody pisses you off and you flick them off and you're like, oh, shit. Then you stop and you think about it. Like, Dude, that was me. I was wrong at that. I shouldn't have flicked that person off or I shouldn't have been rude to that person. And then you're admitting it that you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I fucked up. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it is. Got so it. Self-awareness. Yeah, yeah self-awareness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's stopping that be old behavior of what you were doing. Right. You know, so it's like you're trying to be a new person, a new a new, a new way of living. Right. So, like, these steps are a design of living. You know? Yeah. They're designed for living. Yeah. Um, number seven is asking the higher power to remove those shortcomings. So that feeling of, like, mm-hmm. why did that person piss me off? Yeah. I need to stop feeling that. Yeah. Right? Um, just letting it go. Letting it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, making a list of wrongs done to others and being willing to make amends for those wrongs. Yeah. So this can go towards like the people on your list. Um, for example, like if you've ever done like a friend or your family or your parents or whatever, your brother, sister, um, the wrongs that you've done and then admitting that that you were wrong to them. Got it. Yeah. And I know you had said this on the other um, episode, but. So you said there's things that you did that you knew you were wrong mm-hmm. and you apologize to some of those people, but there's also some that you're, there's some that I haven't. Um, I feel like I, sh- I, I need to, but the right now it's not the time mm-hmm. um, because they have different lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The wound you know? is too, too yeah. fresh. Yeah. So like if, 
if they ever were put in my life again, like if I ever ran into them, then I knew that it was meant to be for me to like talk to them in college. And, and it's up to them if they want to hear me out. And if they don't, I can't take that, you know, like very personal, seri- personal. Yeah. And then get offended by it. Um, right. I got to understand that I did them wrong. And if they want to hear me out, that's that's up to them. Yeah. 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 And that that takes us to to number nine. So contacting those who have been hurt unless doing so would harm harm yeah. that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Number 10 is continuing to take personal inventory and admitting when one is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a daily reprieve of like your day of what you did. Like, hey, did I screw somebody over today? Was I rude to somebody? Did mm-hmm. I piss somebody off? Like understanding that on a daily thing, on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, I feel like <laughs> it's even good for us yeah. to do. You yeah. Know? yeah. A lot of them are like, oh, there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should be doing that. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the steps will work for a lot of people for outside everyone. of the program, except yeah. for the first step. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, it works for everyone. Um, mm. A lot of people say, like, there's people that go in there that don't have a problem, that just mm. need to follow these steps. Yeah. Or maybe they have an anger mm-hmm. problem, right? Yeah. Well, even for, like, they have meetings for that, too, like anger management stuff. They follow... Yeah. It's not worded the same, but they follow the same guidelines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we all have issues. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, number 11, seeking enlightenment and connection with the higher power via prayer and meditation. Yeah. Um, this one is interesting to me because um, I'll give my example, right? So, like, I pray mm-hmm. in the morning. I wake up and I pray. Um, and it's not like I'm um, getting on my knees in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's different ways to pray. Yeah. Um, at night, I always say a prayer before going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm teaching the kids to do it in the car. Sometimes if I'm feeling down or I'm really missing my mom, mm-hmm. cause that's, that's one of my like triggers right now. Let's say, right. Mm-hmm. Missing my mom. Um, I'll do, um, like I'll put a uh, worship music mm-hmm. and it, it makes me feel better. Yeah. Right. So for you, what is it that you do? For like, so I don't really like do the same thing. Like I don't get on my knees and pray or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I know some people that do, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it can just be any day, any time throughout the day. I'll just be like, hey, thanks for like, even in the morning, um, I'll be like, hey, thanks for waking me up today. You know, let me have a good day. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's all it is, you know? Yeah. Um, or sometimes I say like, hey, whatever comes my way, it's whatever's meant to be. And I'm just going to live, live it. That's it. So um, a little similar to like yeah. my things in the morning yeah. and the night. Okay. And then people do meditate. <clears throat> a lot of people that I know that are in program do yoga mm-hmm. and that's their form of meditation. Like I go to the gym, mm-hmm. um, try to get some exercise in. Um, I mean, you can't see it, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> cause I love food, but, uh, it's just another form of meditation, you know? It's that just, is. Yeah. So going to the gym and, mm-hmm. and yeah, in the morning, just being mm-hmm. thankful for another day. Yeah. Um, Okay, and then the last step, what number twelve is carrying the message of the twelve steps to others in need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the way I feel is that like you're comfortable sharing your story, and that's mm-hmm. a way of maybe that can help. Yeah. yeah, this one person, even if it's just one. Yes, definitely. right. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you feel that you're getting that? Um, well, even for me, like when I go to the meetings, um, I don't do it as often, but like we see newcomers. Um, and I know I like, I should get better at it, mm-hmm. but like, we're encouraged to go up to that new person and be like, Hey, you know, like we totally understand. Like, what's your name? Like we make them feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if someone in the program asks you to go speak, 
speak at a meeting or go lead a meeting, like you don't say no, you say yes. Mm-hmm. If someone in the program asks you like, hey, I need help with something, like you go and you help them, you know? Yeah. Um, even, even me doing this, like reaching out and sharing my story. Um, it's some, a way of, yeah, of getting of giving that. back. Like mm-hmm. you, like they say in the program, you have to give back what you got. Like you can't keep it. Right. Um, so once you go through the steps, um, you're supposed to go out and help other people, um, guide them through the steps. I feel like it's like you found this gift. Yeah. And you, you want other back. ones to have that mm-hmm. gift too. Yep. Yep. Right. And that's the thing though. It's like, we can't do this alone. Like you have to share it with other people so they can get sober too. Yeah. And I also think so that people understand you. And they're not like offering you mm-hmm. a drink or making mm-hmm. you feel weird, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I got through the twelve steps. Mm-hmm. And I think so, the, just, the, just in general, like people are always happier in like in communities, whether it's small or big, mm-hmm. and people just want to be uh, just belong, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that goes a long way. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like even for me, like when I walked into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, like. There's a different feeling that I get when I walk in there, like especially my ro- my home group mm-hmm. uh, up in Santa Clarita. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something about it, like because I know, like that's my home. Like yeah. everybody there knows me. Um, there's newer people that don't know of me, but they've heard, you know, like through other people that I know. Mm-hmm. And they just like everyone there is just nice and they welcome you. Like even when I relapsed a bunch of times, they understood. Like they never like looked down. Judge or yeah, they yeah. never judged me. I never felt judged there. Um, I, I mean, sometimes I would feel it, um, because that was just me, but, but I never, like, it yeah, was that never was like, a li- it's yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, your own, yeah. your own demon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But everybody that has, that has been there has been where I've been. Right. If not or worse. worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and or even like not, so there's people that have high bottoms and low bottoms, but they totally understand like the insanity of alcohol. What's a low bottom? Um, I think a low bottom is like me, like, you know, losing everything, um, well, I wouldn't say low, low, but it's pretty low. Okay, <laughs> yeah. and what's a high bottom? So people that still have their jobs, um, that haven't lost their family, um, you know, they still have their friends or whatever, um, their career is still booming. They're just functioning alcoholics, but they recognize they're alcoholics. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And then there's like those lower bottoms where like they become homeless. They've been incarcerated. They're like, um, what else? You know, they lose all their friends, their family. They're um, homeless. They're homeless. They got it. Got, got it. Nowhere. So they there's like different levels. Yeah. Got it. I mean, I know people that ended up in Skid Row and are very successful now because of this program. Yeah. There's this one guy that um, lived in Skid Row. He left his family to go live in Skid Row, and he was there for like five years, and then he got sober, and then he's a professor now. Good for him. Yeah. Did you ever sleep on the street? For a little bit. It wasn't a very long time, but a little bit. That's scary. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. And the thing with alcoholism, like, it's a very lonely road. Mm-hmm. Um, alcoholism, like, I was very lonely there. Like, I thought that it was, like, my best friend. And, like, it filled a hole that I thought I, you know, like, I, I needed to be filled. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's crazy because they talk about, like, institutions, um, jails, and death. Mm-hmm. And I did all two already. Yeah. You know, it was like the next thing for me was for me to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Off alcoholism. Yeah. You know. Um, so you know how sometimes they say like, oh, that only happens to kids that had a problem or a troubled childhood mm-hmm. or you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you didn't have any of that stuff. No. You lived a pretty normal life, yeah. a pretty happy life. Yeah. You have your you had your mom and dad yeah. together growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean What I, do you think went wrong? I don't know. It's just 
Isn't it just like a... I think it's her, it was hereditary. Yeah, yeah. My dad was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. you know? And then I just didn't know how to, like, deal with things. I didn't know how to talk about things. So, I, like, I used alcohol as an escape goat. So, it, it really is a disease. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people don't think it is because they're like, oh, no, people that have cancer, that's a disease. And it's like, yeah, but it's, like, it's also a disease because it's a mental issue. It's, like, a mental thing. Like Because it, it's an imbalance in, like, chemicals in your brain. Yeah, it's a like chemical right? imbalance in your brain. Like, even the insanity of it. Like, I'll share, I think I've shared it before, but... um. There was a time where I had a bottle of like you know vodka and I bought it a brand new bottle. Oh yeah, you yeah. told me, which is gross, but yes, yeah. please tell me. Well, about again well, about the refrigerator. About the throwing up. Oh no, that wasn't me. That was oh, that me. was okay. <laughs> but I'll share that. One. I'm sorry. Uh, but this one was like I I had it in the freezer because I wanted it cold and I took a swig and then I went back in bed and laid down and then like two minutes later my head was telling me just take another one and then I was like no I don't want to but then my head in my head I was saying yes and no yes and no yes and no mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the good guy and the bad guy on my shoulder you know mm-hmm. and then like two minutes later I was going to the freezer get another one and I'll take a, a bigger swig. And then I put it back in the freezer, and then I'll go lay down. And then as soon as I notice, two minutes later, my head's telling me just one more. And then I go. Yeah. And then, like, by freaking 10, 15 minutes, that bottle's done, and I'm already shit-faced. And I'm like, how did I get here? Yeah. You know? Yeah, the insanity of, like, you're not even realizing what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Tell the story. Oh. Uh, the, that guy. Oh, when I was in... Re- <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I, this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I was in rehab, there was a guy that um, that would run out of alcohol, so he would get a bucket, and he would get a shirt and put the shirt over the bucket and then throw up and then squeeze the shirt with all the throw up and then just drink whatever came off that shirt because he didn't have any more alcohol. Yeah. So he was recycling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's how bad his yeah. addiction was. I even know people that, that would drink straight, like, rubbing alcohol. Yeah, my grandpa you know. would do that. Oh, would he? Yeah. Like, well, I shared it in the last one. Mm-hmm. My grandpa was an alcoholic. Um, and I was too young to, like, um, I guess, to fully understand mm-hmm. what was going on. Mm-hmm. But it was bad, right? Yeah. And I remember that he would drink the the rubbing alcohol. Mm-hmm. He would drink the mouthwash. He would drink our perfumes and colognes. We couldn't mm-hmm. have any of that in the house. Um, I was too young to, like... There was times where my older brother had to carry him out oh, wow. to take him to rehab. And he's like yelling in the street. I remember seeing it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't the one physically like dragging him out. Yeah. Um. So it sucks that like thinking about it now, it sucks that my brother and my mom and dad had to go through that stuff because they them three are the ones that had to deal with it the most. Yeah. But even as a, I was a young girl, you know, like. I remember seeing all of it and like crying and thinking like, what's wrong with my grandpa? Yeah. Why is he not okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, addiction yeah. is. I mean, that was for me too. Like whenever, whack. whenever, yeah, whenever I, I ran out of alcohol, I remember I used to drink Listerine. Um, yeah. when I was, when I was living with my mom, like she had to take that shit away. And then it was also like in a way, um, I mean, like I mentioned it, like I didn't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to like pretty much just like die. Like towards the end of alcoholism. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know if he was, but like, I feel like you just don't care. Yeah, um, it so, takes well, you, whatever it's gonna take me. Yeah, it takes you to the most loneliest, you know, road ever. Um, yeah, I remember like I wouldn't even want to go anywhere. I just wanted to be alone, left alone in my room or in my car or wherever, just with my with my bottle of alcohol. And then like I remember I would drink to pass out, wishing that I wouldn't wake up. 
Yeah. And every time I woke up, I woke up disappointed that I woke up because yeah. I remember like I wanted to stop drinking, but I couldn't. Like I I I like I tell Chris and like I still remember times where like I was in my car and I had a bottle of vodka and like I freaking bawled my eyes out because I'm like I don't know how to stop because I was so dependent on it. You know? Right. And then just. Like, I remember having vodka in my glove compartment. It would be hot, and it would just be in there, but I didn't care. I would just drink it. You were just chasing yeah. that. Yeah. and then Like that high. Yeah. And then there was a time where I, I would mix the Listerine and the vodka because, for me, thinking, I was like, well, one, it's going to kill me if I get an alcohol, you know, poison or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I just wanted it to happen fast. So then I would just chug that. And it was the most disgusting freaking thing ever i mean you can just imagine like listerine yeah. is freaking gross right it is gross yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i, I don't like, know how he would do it i don't and even know how i did it i i gag sometimes when i look at it i'm like you know because yeah it's like, i remember oh it'll bring you back yeah like listerine like i don't even have... actually have, that's a good mm-hmm. uh point that you bring up so can you use mouthwash now or <clears throat> i can but i don't use uh alcoholic uh oh, okay. listerine or mouthwash. Mm-hmm. So is, is it a specific a, brand? Yeah, so I get the zero, the, the alcohol-free one. I make mm-hmm. sure I don't because I already know my addiction, that if I get the Listerine with the alcohol, what if, like... Like it triggers. Yeah, like yeah. what if, like, I have it in my mouth and I'm like, well, I'm just going to drink a little bit of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's mm-hmm. going to be like, what if it picks up, like, again, and it triggers my full-on addiction, and then I'm just like, well, I'm just going to take a gold. I've done it before, mm-hmm. or I'll just Obby take Lee. a cold. Yeah, it's like I'll take a cold here and there. And nobody's gonna know, right? Because I just brush my teeth and I wa- you know, wash my mouth, and I'm just gonna go lay down, and no one's gonna know, right? You know, yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah, so I don't even like I I understand things like that now, so it mm-hmm. doesn't really, you know, like I, I make sure I don't do those things too. To I think it's it's like how you said it's just such a a disease, like a mm-hmm. bad disease that I don't think that he could even like control it either. I think yeah. he just. Like it was obviously it wasn't him, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, it's crazy though because like when I grew up, like I I my like I said, my dad was an alcoholic, right? But my dad always had a beer in his hand. I think I shared it in the last episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He would just drink around us, and I never saw him like get crazy or anything like that. And I never thought that was alcoholism because, like I said, for me, an alcoholic was a person that lived under the bridge, that was homeless, that just like pit and pissed that himself. That couldn't function. Yeah. Exactly. I thought mm-hmm. that was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And even for me, like going to work and showing up drunk or like smelling like booze, thinking that nobody would ever know, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I still it's insanity. Felt, yeah, I still felt that I wasn't an alcoholic because I still had a job, mm-hmm. you know, but deep down inside I was miserable because I remember I would wake up at like four in the morning and I had a bottle in my car and I would drink on my way to work and then I would drink on my lunch and then I would drink when I got off and then yeah. I would go home and then drink. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then tell the the person that I was with that I just started drinking but in reality they didn't know that I'd been drinking since four all in the day. morning yeah yeah since four but in because, the morning yeah but because I was functioning I didn't think it was a problem mm-hmm. I would feel it at times where like my body would start shaking and I'm like oh my god like I need to fucking go to the store right now so I would take an early lunch and get a bottle or sometimes I would sneak off to like the car and just take a swig or two and yeah. then I would smoke a cigarette to make sure that they didn't like smell, smell it. the yeah. Yeah, alcohol. yeah but I'm I'm pretty sure they did yeah like we we think we're slick well, we're not. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you smoke now? Uh, every once in a while. Not cigarettes. I'll smoke a cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll smoke like a little vape or something. Yeah. But I, when I first started, I smoked a lot. I remember I would smoke a pack a day. Oh. Most people switch yeah. Yeah. from one addiction yeah. to another, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
I think, too, like, it's crazy because you're right. I think when most people think of alcoholics, they think of a bum mm-hmm. or, like, they're not able to function, yeah. that they're depending on this, like, liquor. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that they didn't grow up, like, a happy life or, you know, like, yeah. because you had a good childhood. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to get at is, like, my grandpa had everything going for him, too. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah. I have a family. I know that loves me, yeah. and I, you know what I mean. Like yeah. those things make you feel like, well, somebody like that can't have a problem. Yeah, I know people in the program that come that came from like rich families, and they're the only ones that are alcoholics. But yeah. then they later found out that either they had a grandpa or a great grandpa that had it, that were alcoholics. Yeah. And the thing is too, like, you can come from nobody that has it, and then you're the first one. Yeah, I feel like addiction doesn't discriminate. No, it doesn't. I mean, look at all these famous people that are. All shapes and sizes mm-hmm. and colors and it does not discriminate. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like the guy that plays—I uh, don't know if you ever seen uh, Jane Silent Bob. No, no. I mean, I seen the movie, but I didn't know one of them was sober. Yeah, yeah. So the the the, t- the taller, skinnier one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was addicted to all sorts of things. Oh, really? The, the latest thing was uh, painkillers. Oh, okay. but he was going through like a hundred Norco's a day or holy shit, that's something crazy. crazy. Yeah, sounds like been. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a terrible time. Yeah. But now he he like he goes through like a pack pack and a half, two packs a day. Mm-hmm. And then uh the interview I saw that he says he goes through like a pack of Red Bulls a day too. Oh really? Yeah, that's those are very addicting. Yeah. yeah. But, a... but that whatever he says whatever keeps me sober. Yeah. And then he does go like three or four times a day for for beating and stuff. Yeah. I think he's like on another like another tier. <laughs> yeah. See, like once you have that like when you recognize you have an addictive can say personality or whatever yeah. um you'll find different things in you like you got to start recognizing them like for me i i noticed the other day like i've been drinking a lot of energy drinks and i'm like dude i think i'm drinking these like alcoholically even though they're not bad i mean they are bad but like it's not alcohol like i can see i know my, what you mean and i yeah. can see my alcoholism working on it because like when mm-hmm. even when i was going to work i would go to the store and get one every morning and mm-hmm. i'm like holy shit and i'm like all right i'm not gonna get one and then that morning i would have a shitty ass freaking day and yeah. i was like i need a fucking energy drink mm-hmm. you know he, so like so i can see like, like i can see where it kind of creeps into like different other ways other ways yeah yes definitely i think that um or i i don't know but do you think that once you have like an like you have an addictive personality mm-hmm. yeah it's going to creep its way and find another thing yeah and it's but, like oh well i got you now yeah. you're doing this yeah, but I think there's different ways that you can work at it. For example, you can use the gym. Like, there's people that are addicted to the gym now. Yes. Know, they have to go every day. Yeah. You have to find that balance. Yeah. And it's hard, but, you know, people do it. Yeah. That's right. I'm addicted to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to cut it here. Okay. Um. But I thank you very much for sharing yeah, your story. Yeah. Thanks, Rudy. Um, there's more yeah. to it. If anybody wants to hear it, I mean, they can reach out to you or yeah. reach out to yeah. me. DM uh, Jessica or yeah. Uh, how can they uh, find you on Instagram? or? Uh, it's the underscore rude underscore boy 88. Uh-huh. Um, or you can just get it from, from Jessica. I mean, um, when I post the, um, the episode, mm-hmm. I will definitely yeah, tag you on it. Yeah. Put a link to, to his business, too. Yeah. You yeah. Can all up. Um, but I think that, yeah, if anybody needs a photographer or photo booth, let us know. It's yeah. underscore rude underscore boy. Yeah. 88. 88. Yeah. Why rude boy? I don't know. Is it a Scott thing? Or? It is a Scott thing. Okay. okay. I, I had a couple of people who always call me rude boy because of the, 
you know, the Scott thing. Yeah. I just kind of like stuck. Were you in that scene in high school? Yeah, I was. Okay. (laughs) I was very much part of that scene too. I was telling Michael, it was like a huge thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. We're in LA or out here in San Fernando? Uh, No, in 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 the the valley. valley. Yeah. Um, I think it was way bigger in like South Central. Yeah. I feel like South Central was like the Mecca. Yeah, I used to go out there. Yeah, me too. But, um... The Valley had a big, like, mm-hmm. ska scene, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always feel, like, proud that we were part of that. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell my kids about it. Yeah. Like, your mom was 16 and going to these <laughs> warehouse shows. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't drinking, but I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, if anybody wants to hear more of my story or, they, you know, if they have a family member or whatever that they might think, you know, they have an issue. Yeah, any, any sort of help. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I try to encourage a lot of people, you know, if, if you need help, just ask for it. You know, there's mm-hmm. no there's no shame in it. You know? How can one find an AA meeting? You can just go online um, and go type in, you know, AA meetings near me. You're going to oh, get a okay. bunch. There's another, there's an app. I mean, you have a computer in your hand, you know, so mm-hmm. like there's an app called Meeting Guide. Meeting Guide. Yeah. Okay. You just, you know, you download it and then you type in your zip code and then it, you can put down how many miles you want it to reach. Okay. And then it gives you every meeting around that mile radius mm-hmm. and what time and where the location is at. And then it'll tell you if it's like a men's meeting, a women's meeting. I was going to ask yeah. that next. So there are <laughs> meetings where there's only men. Yeah. There's meetings where there's, there's only, only women. women yeah. And then and there's, there's mixed. Got yeah. it. Got yeah. it. Because I'm guessing some people, did you, like, would you prefer going to the only men's meeting? Uh, no, I went I went to the co-ed ones um, okay. because the ones that I was going to were people my age. Mm-hmm. So I felt more connected. Um, the men's meetings are cool. Um, there's a lot of older people in there, oh, but it's actually okay. a good way for me to like see their experience, what they've went through. Right. You know, because some of those people still like they have like 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. So I can see where like, like okay, I can be there. Yeah, because exactly. Like, was... like, how do they stay sober for so yeah. long? You know? Yeah. See, yeah. the easy part is, you know, getting sober. The hard part is staying sober. Mm. You know, that's yeah. what they say. In, in AA. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So if anybody wants help, just, uh, Reach out. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's of course. truly an honor. Yeah. And thank you for sharing with us. And uh, we'll see you soon. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Literally. Later. Thank we'll you guys for listening. Yep. Korean barbecue. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>